Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. My name is Bison, aka Bison T Trades on Twitter. Uh, this is another episode of Rare Fud Radio. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We have a very special guest on today, Basequire, aka Mike from Yord, uh, talking a little bit about the platform, uh, what it aims to be, uh, the scope it's looking to accomplish, and everything in between. Uh, we have a lot today, just going over the platform itself. It is something that I think we are severely lacking in the space, a little bit of community transparency on these projects and what it can transpire to. So I'm excited to talk about the project itself, the platform, uh, joining me today as always is my guy, Dorian, Dorian, how you doing today? My man, yo, back again for another one, dog. Every day's a holiday and I'm excited to be here. That's right. That's right. And of course, our last co-host. Joe, how you doing, Joe? What's up, guys? I'm going to be here. Glad, glad to talk to Mike and hear about his platform and information. Mm -hmm. Agree, dog. Super excited as well. <laughs> it's Joe, Joe with the spotty connection, as always. Uh, it isn't a show without Joe's spotty connection, but uh, <laughs> today's show is a little bit special. We do have... Uh, a little bit of just craziness in the market, a little bit of kind of stagnation, it feels like. Um, 105K sold volume, but as we said on last show, it's kind of a moot point because we can, there's wash trading, wash trading. there's an imbalance. Like we, we don't have any fees really. You know, the marketplace fees are pretty much zero. Uh, buyer optional royalties, which a lot of people are opting out of, which, you know, um, that's a political point at this point. You know, it feels like we're rambling on about it, but. We have cooled down a little bit as a community. We're actually yeah. talking about some cool other things. So that's mm -hmm. good. But it's just hard to take this number at face value, right? Um, salon art has since died. Dude, 263 sold volume. So it died twice now. Um, we'll see if they do anything to incentivize, um, you know, maybe an airdrop or rewards or something like that in the future. But um, Magic Eden basically just took away its, its value proposition right there. And um, we continue to have infighting between the marketplaces, which I think is just really detrimental and we need to get over it as soon as possible. And it doesn't provide a good user experience. Um, this does feel like peak bear to me. You know, a lot of a lot of people are looking at other blockchains and platforms and people are leaving the space. I, I see a lot of, um, you know, the Twitter uh, profiles that I used to talk to are like, this is a sports, you know, uh, Twitter now. This is pol politics all of a sudden. You know, it's just weird. Mm -hmm. So um dorian i want to get your take on the market real quick then we'll go to joe yeah dog we all down bad man ain't nothing, nothing exciting out there dog there's no optimism it's a can we say hell it's a hellscape yeah. dude <laughs> however it's like as you said this is peak bear man but because it's peak bear it presents excellent buying opportunities uh we always have our uh, alpha discussion later on in the show so i'm sure we'll hit on a lot of the plays that we're actively looking at but it ain't nice man uh i as you said as well i wouldn't use volume as an indicator anymore because there's so much wash trading so you really have to see the social sentiment on twitter um i think we're coming to a point where hopefully these marketplaces are starting to talk to each other to come to an, a, a consensus on which type of royalties or if they should be enforced. Uh, I do think marketplaces will ultimately decide to reinforce royalties, but it'll be capped at a certain percentage, which I'm all on board with. One to 5% or even 4%, I think is more than fair. But uh, yeah, that, that's just my feeling about everything right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree with that, Dor. Uh, Joe, what's going on with you, man? How's life? Life's, life's great, man. Have no complaints. Can you hear me? 
me now? Better? Yeah, All right, solid. And I think, uh, like, we push the space forward with this stuff, man. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. we have working towards, uh, you know, a solution across the marketplace. And I mean, simpler. There's so many teams out there now. Matricia, uh, every angle, people are really trying to combat this. So I think that's just going to make people create something that will ultimately enforce royalties and we'll see it back at his percentage where everybody's getting a, a small a small bag and nothing's there or the seller, you know? Yeah. Yo, so it's I know we got to get to Mike. I don't want to hold him up any longer, but I did want to point out you were talking about all these other projects actively working on ways to, uh, to enforce royalties. My thing is, is if Magic Eden and these marketplaces come on to consensus and that's a project's core value, dude, we could see a significant drop in those projects. So I would just be very, because like Magic Eden in these marketplaces, if that competition becomes high enough where people are paying them for it, they're going to be like, wait, you can just pay us or pay nothing to get rid of competition and easy clap. So I'd be very careful about like picking up these projects that are working on Tuesday and Force Royalties because it can change on the drop of a dime. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. But, you know, we'll continue to monitor it as always. But without further ado, let's get on Mike from Yord. Now, Yord, if you guys aren't familiar, I'm going to give you a brief intro on it. Yord is kind of like the Wikipedia meets Rotten Tomatoes meets like Google reviews almost of of Web3. And what they're trying to accomplish is a little bit of transparency in this market. Talk about market participants and their experience with some of these projects. That's in its current stage. Now, we will talk to a, little, a little bit with Mike about what their scope of practice is, where they're aiming to go with this project. And right now, it's great. Honestly, it's nice to see some reputable names. Uh, we got H in the crowd over here. Um, Light is one of the homies. Subi's on there as well. These are just people that I actually respect in the space that have done a really good job uh, getting some analyst reviews up there. But um, let's go ahead and bring on Mike. Mike, how you doing, my man? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You know, really, really appreciate to uh, have the opportunity to talk about the platform we're building and answer any questions that you guys have. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one, we appreciate your time. It is always nice talking with uh, like-minded individuals who are just trying to bring good into the space. It's, it's, there's no controversy or anything here. You're just trying to bring a platform that I think we all use. Like I use Google reviews all the time. I was telling you uh, before the show that like if I'm trying to find a new restaurant or I'm trying to find the best oysters, if I'm like, you know, over in Charleston or something like that, I will, I use Google reviews. So why not have that same sort of mindset when it comes to some of these projects where a lot of people can describe their experience and, and then we have profiles as well over there that, you know, you can see, oh, well, they just hate on literally every project they've ever been in or like, hey, they're actually, you know, reputable source. They've given fair scores across the board. And then you have this review and it's it's pretty damning. So maybe I should steer clear of this project, you know. And mm-hmm. for me, you know, the more I explore, um, it's pretty easy to use. It's easy to, you know, set up your profile and everything like that. And write a review. I wrote one uh, two days ago on remnants and it was simple you know it's it's nice you have it laid out in five sections not over complicated and just talking about core values to some of these web3 projects so one i want to talk to you about when yord started what is yord in your opinion and when it started sure and please don't refrain from the hot seat questions that to me i appreciate that the most because like that's what's going to make the product better and we want to hear all of those things the criticisms and all of that as we continue to like scale out in beta. But 
to your question, you know, it was about last November-ish. Um, I, you know, started my journey in, in NFTs last January in Ethereum, made my way to Solana like many of us did um, towards the end of the year. You know, I was quickly identifying all these different gaps in the market. And, and one of them that was huge was the inability to like onboard friends and family. And, you know, any, any way to do that was handholding them, having a several hour discussion with them, showing them the ropes, showing them what not to do, all of these things. And there was no place for them to do it themselves. And there was also no place for me after I had that conversation with them to say like, okay, here, I can leave you here and feel, feel comfortable about it. It was just leaving them out in the wild west and like, here, you're in the deep end now. You're on your own. Watch out for the sharks. And um, it really hit me like a brick in the face, like kind of like November-ish. And I think I have a, a pinned tweet on my profile. Uh, I tweeted out to like Solana Floor and to Magic Eden, a few others. It's like, can you incorporate a, a review functionality, like a community review functionality, like Yelp? And I asked them that question and didn't get any response to it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this myself. And ended up hiring like a, actually like a Fiverr dev initially to create an MVP. Uh, back in like February, tested it with some friends and family. The response was um, was beyond what I thought it was going to be, especially for people who were new to the ecosystem. And it was a piece of crap product. Ended up um, linking up with our product lead, uh, Lance, who we met in across two DAOs. I think he was uh, in Thugbirds and in Taco DAO. Mm -hmm. And he connected me with a few individuals he's worked with that are more technical, you know, and developers, both front end and back end. So we hired a full stack team, overhauled the entire product over, you know, several months and brought a few more team members on and then launched the beta uh, back in like July. Gotcha. Okay. So back in July, I th for some reason, I thought it was earlier. Maybe earlier. Than yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it been around, like around for a while months. because I, I kept yeah. seeing it, you know, you guys kept bringing on, like people I respect that I think are undervalued in this space. And it, you know, when I say undervalued, I mean like their follower count should be through the roof because they provide so much value to the space. And unfortunately we're just at a point in web three, especially in a bear where people value followers and, and drama and stuff a little bit more than actual information. People want to be entertained and informed mm -hmm. in a bear market. So um, yeah, it was, it was nice to see once I started seeing those names come up, I was like, okay, I will give this a shot and let's, let's check it out. And I, it was nice. It was nice to see. Um, so, I mean, like we, we talked about the core, how many, how big is the team right now? Yeah. And, and, and I realized I didn't even answer your, your question of, of what we actually are. Um, you know, so Yord actually stands for your own research done a little play on D Y O R and sort of like, before I get into the core team, our, our core value prop is just, you know, to create transparency, you know, project web three transparency and accountability, because I think that's lacking in the space too. And we do that through our community and critic sourced reviews. And then obviously, you know, on top of that, and you guys have touched on this a little bit, it's creating that simple, easy to use, easy to navigate, easy to digest uh, platform for onboarding, for people who want to come to this space, want to have a place to, you know, be educated, learn all that information, you know, similar to like a Wikipedia, similar to, you know, Yelp, or any other review platform, get that information, the factual information about that business, that product, and then input from the community so they can make an informed decision. And I felt like that didn't exist. Um, so that's what I was trying to solve. And yeah, it, it's um, it was shocking to me that there wasn't like a Yelp or a Rotten Tomatoes or like anything similar like Amazon um, out there. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, you're touching on this right now. 
bringing in those those critics, the analysts that we have is, is fundamental. And it just not only differentiates us from potential competitors, but it is completely undervalued in this ecosystem. Those educators, those thread writers and bringing them together has been um, one of the most amazing parts of this of this, you know, this platform so far. Yeah, it's yeah. I, you guys have a, a good size team too. like the amount of people. It's not overbearing or anything like that, um, but it's people who willingly want to contribute to it which is good to see. I mean, it sounds like you actually, it's hard for a leader to have good people buy into the vision of what you're trying to build. And it sounds like you already have a good foundation when it comes to that. So that's good. Um, let's talk about the platform though, because there are some things like one, I love that you guys have like the key facts are in there, which is yeah. it, it's hard to find on some, like I have to piece together from some websites. You guys have it pretty like flat out plain laid out so i'm looking at shrimps um just looking at key facts like hey minted uh august 26 um you know 0.5 soul i like that you guys have a white list and pre-sale on there as well you know a little bit of transparency there um but some of these things are blank and so i i guess my first question is how do we fill those out and is there a way we can do it in a decentralized way that would be incentivized yeah so that's where the wiki aspect comes in and you know in this decentralized ecosystem, I felt that it would be a little challenging to do a true wiki style where the community actually builds the content. I think with the anonymous nature and the people that are out there to either, you know, shill their own bags or, you yes. know, put a project, it would be incredibly challenging to control that. So how yeah. we do this is rather than us creating any content, we're just a platform for content to live. And we have the projects come claim their profiles and then they are the managers and they get to edit and update and customize their profiles. So we'll create some temporary profiles for, you know, the trending projects, the well-known projects, yeah. you know, uh, up and coming projects, things like that, that just have basic information that we scrape from data sites or marketplaces. And then we reach out to those projects or sometimes they reach out to us first and they request to be listed. And once they do that, they get a, a link that has a dynamic entry form that they have access to forever. And, they can put in all of that information. They can tell whatever story they want. Um, it's, you know, the, the next iteration is going to be even more customizable of, of what type of information they can, they can share, mm -hmm. desire to share, whether it's a FAQ section about their roadmap, all of these things. Um, and then the community and the analysts hold them accountable for telling the truth. Because, you know, the, the, the on-chain information is easy to find. There's plenty of resources that are out there. That off-chain factual information about the team, about their history, about, you know, how they were derugged, about all these facts that you would want to know if you wanted to invest in this project, that you would have to deep dive into Discord or be following yeah. them on Twitter for ages. We're trying yeah. to make that easily accessible in one place, easy to digest, and then, you know, transparent in the sense that the people who were there, the community members identify, oh, I'm a holder, I'm a former holder, and th these facts are true. They're not telling the truth. They're, they're embellishing it. So they left this out. Um, and to balance out the community, because obviously people who come review might be biased, whether they're holders or non-holders, or they might be anonymous and not being truthful in their status. Uh, we have our analysts as well to kind of balance that out. So similar to a Rotten Tomatoes model with two different scores. I love yeah. Um, so one thing I, I like, I love the data that you have on here regarding key facts. Uh, have you thought about incorporating a current floor price 
and maybe I was thinking uh, all-time low floor price instead of all because like people use oh it's down from the all-time high well everything's down from the all-time high that's why it's the all-time high I think all-time low is a better a more positive indicator because it's like oh man this project was here and now like it's here and um I don't know, just maybe two of those things to implement. I'm not too sure if you talked about that. And also it was like, what's your daily usage like? Not to like, if it's not super high, it's not to knock your platform, but what are some of the things that you guys are actively doing? And plus it's a bear market. And the people that are left are have been ingrained in this space for a while, so. Yeah, so first for the data aspects, you probably see a little section there that says data points. We're actively integrating Hyperspace's API right now okay, for two okay. reasons. The first is for some data points, both, you know, floor price, active, you know, 24 hour volume, uh, market cap, things of that nature, you know, you know, total supply, like all those, like just key points in a very easy to digest way. Um, and then we are also integrating on where you see like the examples of NFTs. Those are actually going to be active listings that are on hyperspace. You can filter through them and all of that, you know, high to low, low to high, all of that. And they give you the, the price and you can click buy and it'll take you right to hyperspace. So, those data points, you know, we want them in there. But right now, like sites like Hello Moon and Moonly and like all these data and analytic platforms, like they're great. They're incredible for Web3 users. You put that in front of a Web2 user and they're going to be like, what the hell am I looking at? Like, yeah. how do I read yeah. this? Like, and, and I think that's very important information. It's critical. And we'll put it at their disposal. You know, like it'll say powered by hyperspace. They can go to hyperspace and go to that. There'll be a link to Hello Moon if they want to watch the trading activity. There'll be those things for them. It's not going to be in their face. Um, right. It's going to be like, okay, now I've learned about the project. I've learned about these things. I understand the floor price. understand the activity. I'm interested in this. Now the resources are here for me to get all the information. I can join their Discord. I can follow them on Twitter. I can yeah. you know, do all these things. Um, so to your point with the, the all-time low, I do like that because I look at that when I used to trade DeFi all the time. I like CoinGecko. Mm -hmm. They always had that stat, and I love looking at that. Yep. Um, so that's, that's interesting, and, and I'll talk to the team about that. As for our users, <clears throat> yeah, we went live. I think it was like end of J July, early August. Um, we've been doing full organic marketing. Like I haven't haven't paid a dollar for, for marketing. You know, been doing spaces, been doing podcasts like this. Um, and you know, I think right now we average about a hundred users a day. We have about eleven hundred eleven hundred unique wallets attached to the platform. We mm -hmm. have just over two hundred projects listed, and about forty five have claimed. Um, mm -hmm. So it's getting there, and you know, we are going to yeah. we we will be incorporating um, you know actual boots on the ground marketing methods, but we want to refine the product first. I think there's like a, a push and pull, you know, we don't want to be, have all these users and like all of that and like not a valuable product, not a resource for them. I think you only get like one real chance at them. Um, and I'm not of the mentality, we're not an NFT project. I'm not going to be like having like a, an influencer like Shildis. I want just like, you know, and like right now it's a free platform for projects and for users to use. I want it to be the similar sense of like NFT inspect. It's, it's a product. And once it finds its value, people are going to use it. And I think yeah. people are going to identify the value and going to be starting using it the same way. Yeah, I agree. No, that. I agree with that. And like, I think you 100 users a day is, is great, in my opinion. I mean, it's deep bear right now. So the only people that are left aren't new people who don't know the space. So to be able to pull in those numbers is very optimistic to me. And I think a lot we're going to see a huge increase in like the platform's uses and the data and projects claiming when we see an influx of liquidity into the space. So yeah, you guys are on the right track. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, no, believe me, a hundred users in this market is like phenomenal. Um, <laughs> yes. so, you know, it, it, across all our platforms between, you know, YouTube, 
uh, Twitter as well as podcasts. Like that's about what we pull in. So uh, we're right there with you, bro. We yep. feel that we are pulling in the only hundred people that are still here. Um, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about your, so you guys are going to have like hyperspace integration. Um, what about integration on hyperspace? Like, uh, is there any sort of recipro uh, reciprocity there where you guys can be feed like when they open up a, a page, right? It could say like your community score, um, you know, four and a half stars or 85% or, um, and then analyst review is like 82%. So that's exactly it. And uh, probably in the next day or two, our API will be done with our scores. Um, and it's going to be an open API for all those platforms, whoever wants to use it. Our goal at the end of the day is to be that gold standard, kind of like, you know, Rotten Tomato scores, you know, like certified fresh, you know, like people advertise that on their commercials and all of this, you know, and, and gets them, you know, or their Yelp reviews, things of that nature. And that's what you're looking for when you're going to go to a restaurant or go see a movie. And we, you know, we want people to utilize our scores in the same way. So, yeah, we, we have API'd our scores for marketplaces to put them right next to like floor price, you know, and like right. we wait the same way. Yeah. I, that And that's where I see like the real growth driving factor there is like for a lot of people, it is removing that one extra step, right? That one extra step could be, yeah. it's why it's hard for um, Twitter to drive any tra uh, traffic out of Twitter, right? Um, if you try to go watch a YouTube video, like if Dorian posts this YouTube link or something like that, you actually have just a few more friction steps, right? Where mm -hmm. you have to click on the video and then it goes to the in browser in Twitter rather than the app itself. Like it should just switch over if you're on mobile. Um, yep. If you're on desktop, it's a little easier, but it's removing those friction points. And I think that's where like I see Yord has massive potential because you're just, you're a platform for people to have transparency. And when you have to go to another site, it's like people, people always say, do your own research, right? Uh, it, that's why you guys named yourself Yord. But when you, when you have, that one extra step and people actually don't want to put in the work to do that little amount of effort. Yes. It's like that, that kills, you'd be surprised. It would absolutely increase your traffic like tenfold, I believe. So that's mm -hmm. really exciting to see. I, you know, I'm, I love hyperspace and the fact that they feel a little yep. bit more open source uh, compared to a lot of the other marketplaces out there. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to hear you're working with them. Do you have any, have you had any talks with Magic Eden or anything like that? Because obviously with them gaining market share back again, yes. um, it would be interesting. I mean, you have to play the game, right? Yeah. And and we've had talks with numerous marketplaces. Um, hyperspace was just more uh, open source, more, more you know, eager right. to, you know, share and be fully transparent with us and, you know, not gatekeep any of that information, um, you know. Would there be, you know, are we signing like a long-term agreement with anyone? No, like we are doing what the market wants. You know, if it ends up being right. there's one marketplace in the future, like that's who we're going to use. Um, mm -hmm. So, but, you know, they're they're making it readily accessible for us and, and assisting us with the process. Uh, you know, they see a mutual beneficial relationship there. I've uh, been in talks, like I said, with, with Magic Eden for a long time. Um, and, you know, I'm sure at some point, you know, we, we might integrate elements of that or at least very least have our scores listed on their site. Um, but right now, yeah, just, you know, whoever was willing to give us the, the content that we needed, because again, we are not trying to create anything new, really. We're creating a new platform, but for all this content to live in one place. I, like, I honestly yeah. love it, brother. You're, you're giving a, a, an avenue for, for founders to be able to say, here's my project as an easy to read, easy to play product. An, an entry barrier that's safe. You can come in there, get comfortable, and then expand with all these spider webs of technology that you can go off. I really do love it. And I think if a founder's smart, 
they should claim their spot because it really gives them a yep. whole new avenue of revenue stream almost for, for, for onboarding clients in, onto their project. So I love it. And it incentivizes both parties, right? It has, has pros for both parties. So I just wanted to interject real quick. And no, I, I appreciate that. And that's and, that, you know, it, that was one of the things that I found frustrating and a huge pain point in this space. It's like most projects don't have websites. And if they do, it's like just a white paper or some like, you know, mm-hmm. or picture of like their roadmap or, you know, a GitHub page. And it's like, who knows how to navigate that? Or it's just they rely on Discord. And it's like 90% of users, 99% of users don't want to use Discord, even if you are in this yeah. space. A place where all of your factual content can live like a Wikipedia page about your business, about your project is just it, it's beyond me. And so, yes, our goal down the line after we get to a critical mass of you know projects and current users is to focus and tailor it to marketing to Web2. So, yep. you know, new eyes, new revenue. And I think that's, you know, the only thing that we can do to get the next wave in. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with you. Uh, and right now, and I think it will pose a great platform for these newer projects to clearly get their message out there, especially in a bull market. Like, I can't understand. Like, yes, it's good now, especially when things are slow, so you can go through and research projects. But in the bull market, it's like you don't have time to go through and research every single detail of the project because things move so, so fast. So, like, your platform has all the key information that traders need to like hey is this a good something that i'm going to get good traction in like is this good and also another thing to add on here potentially is uh i you might have mentioned earlier but the uh twitter follower count um i think that might help in a in a bull market for a lot of people and the, even though these things can be bought it uh i still think they're a good metric that people use um because even if it's bought it nobody's like oh are these bo- followers really bought it no they see big number and they're like must be hype so <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And that's an easy API to pull in. Um, we're probably going to pull it in at the same time as we do a Twitter feed API mm-hmm. uh, that just like pulls their tweets um, and, and does that right in one notification section. That's solid. But, you know, like I, I do agree with you. You know, I think, you know, you we know from what we've learned, like you see something less than a thousand followers, like eh, that's too new. You know, like maybe I'll get in early and like follow them. You see something with 50,000 followers. You're like, OK, that's botted. Like, there's no way you see that sweet spot of like five to 15,000 and you're like, okay, like there's something here. (laughs) Right. So, you know, I think that's, you know, that's important. It's just like looking at like Amazon reviews, you know, you Mm -hmm. see something that has 10,000 reviews. You're like, "Mm, question that. And, but you then look deeper into it and you can say, okay, like I know 90% of these reviews, all these five-star reviews were paid reviews. So I'm going to look at the four and the three star reviews to actually get a sense of what people are saying about this, what I should be worried about, what it's like actual concerns are, things like that. You know what? You can't do that right now. You see 50,000 Twitter followers, all that's going to be put and you follow that project. All that's going to be put in front of you is what the algo wants you to see. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying we're curing the fact that people will shill or fud a project on our site. They will. Yeah. There'll also be the people who are in between leaving reviews that are honest, transparent reviews about their experiences with the team, with the project, all of that. And you can filter through that. And right now we haven't put in the filter on the reviews yet because it's just not needed because the, the volume of reviews isn't there yet. Yeah. Um, but in, in our phase two, you'll be able to filter through. You know, I don't want to see five star reviews. I don't want to see one star reviews. I don't want to see reviews after this date. I only want to see reviews from holders or non-holders or former holders. Um, and then you can balance that again against our analysts. 
Yeah, yeah. I just uh, went in and checked out like uh, DGen Ape Academy reviews. There were four reviews for forty five percent. I'm like, yo, what's going on here? But then like the reviews were like that. There was water. nothing there. Yeah, there's 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 no substance right yeah, there. I was like, just about okay. to ask the same thing, Dorian. Um, yeah, I guess I mean it's it's at that point where it's like, okay, yeah, obviously these are just like weird reviews where people just yeah. were trying out the website or like didn't know the functionality um you know going to some of their profiles let's see if they yeah that's the only thing they reviewed so um yeah it's one of those things that you know like how do you combat something like that because again it is one of those things where um in, like of course we know like we are sensible humans and everything like that but you know you're gonna have those nft folk that just are like you know flood of information they see they're just like i'm just scrolling through and i'll find good community score we know DGen Ape Academy is one of the OGs. It's it's a classic project. It has a great community. It's vibrant. Um, how do we how do we go about fixing something like that? So I think there's a few ways, and you guys bring up some good points. I think both the project needs to rally their community to come to their page and say like, "Hey, mm. you guys believe in us. You guys are here. Come leave reviews." And like some have, like if you look at Simpler, they have like 235 reviews. They told their community, "Come out here and leave reviews." Then. I think on that DJ Ape Academy, there is an analyst or two reviews. And so you can balance that against what the community has said. And I think that's one of the biggest, largest disparities on the website right now. So that always catches my eye too. If there's a disparity, like a huge community, low analyst or vice versa. Um, and I always see that on Rotten Tomatoes too. Like I think like the last like Dave Chappelle standup, the community gave like a 99 and the critics gave like a 20%. And it's like, oh, I loved it. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's a balance there too. The other two areas are the the likes and the dislikes on the 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 comments that you can interact with. They're actually going to be upvoting and downvoting, similar to Reddit. So okay. so like you know, it might not be a five star review that's at the top of the feed. It might be a three star review. Um, and then there's also flagging for spam, so the community can flag it for spam if they actually believe it's spam. Mm -hmm. um, and after a certain number, it pings us, and we'll check that. We can check and see if they violate our terms of use. We can check and see if their, you know, their wallet looks like it's a bot. It was just like formed that day or it has zero activity. It's left no other reviews, things like that. And we can flag those things. And then last, the projects, if they claim their profiles, they can reply to the comments. They can reply to the reviews. So similar to Yelp, you can say like, oh, did you have a bad experience here? Tell us, or like, here's our response, you know, all of that. So it might not necessarily change the score, but at least people can go and see what the project had to say about that review. So yes. I have a question. Um, sorry, Bison, if you were going to cut you in, do. Um, do. but uh, you guys are talking about Twitter feed integration, what I think is a great idea. Are you going to have a place on here? I and mean, there's a lot of content creators out there, including myself, who do overviews on projects. Would like if a content creator does a video explaining the project, would they have an area to submit on uh, on there as well? Because a lot of people go to YouTube looking for this information. But if they go to here, oh, it's already a link that they might not have found on YouTube, whether SEO or any various number of factors is just clear, clear for them to see. Yes. Yeah, so I think, you know, we've, we've had some internal discussions about this right now, the analysts can, and like we are, I'm a firm believer that we need to stop relying on just Twitter and discord to onboard the masses. People want to find their information through the channels that they're used to, whether it be YouTube, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, and we make fun of those outlets. And that's not right for us to do. That is stopping adoption from happening. And we're saying, oh, if you get your information from that, you're going to get rugged. And they are because none of us are going there and helping mm -hmm. you know, like you guys are. But very few of us are going to those outlets and saying yes. like, hey, 
this is where a lot of the people are. We need to help them there and be the good guys, not the guys taking advantage of that because, you know, no one else is actually trying to provide benefit there and onboard them that way. We want analysts on our, on our platform who are YouTubers, who are, you know, blog writers, who are TikTokers, all of that, because, you know, like I know on certain websites and like Rotten Tomatoes, I know movie critics by name that I know I align with and like, mm -hmm. I like their content. I like their takes. So I go and read the reviews. I check their profiles and see what else they've reviewed. Or if I've seen they've given a good review or a bad review, it'll speak more to me because I appreciate we have the same, you know, same yeah. outlook or approach. Um, mm -hmm. So for analysts, they can embed links and videos and media to their reviews. Right now, we haven't done that for um, the community just because we don't yeah. want their malicious links and things like yep. that. I think we will integrate the ability for media. So directly connecting video or images, yeah. um, yep. you know, but I don't think we're going to allow the, uh, the users to put in embed links. Oh yeah. Dude, that, that's a great idea. And I think maybe you can even have like a reviewer uh, tier system where like, oh, it's like after you earn a certain trustworthy score, maybe they can uh, start doing that. A little alpha, uh, or not alpha, it's been public. Um, we, we brought on a new team member recently to, he's a social game theorist and we're, we're gamifying a lot of the aspects of the platform, similar to like Yelp has done and Reddit have done. Mm -hmm. We have a leaderboard coming out, so it shows not only like your number of reviews, but the number of likes you've had, and awesome. it you know you'll get badges and and roles based on your status on the leaderboard. And there's also likely going to be a like a, a native sort of reward token, not even like a utility token, and it, it might not even be anything that's on chain. Um, yeah. Yep. But something that rewards the members and like you you know similar to like what Reddit has, and you can like tip individuals for their their content that they provide. Um, you can upvote a, a review, you know, like pay to upvote a review or pay to like, you know, highlight a project kind of like Discord Nitro, things like that um, to gamify and, and, and to help motivate people to come to the platform and, and have fun leaving reviews. Yeah. yeah. You know, this actually uh, leads me to an interesting point is we just talked about boots and raindrops protocol. And how you can have traits, you know, through SFTs. It's really cool what, you know, that the DGen Trash Pandas are doing over there um, between I'm So Chris and Pit the Panda and all them, um, where you actually get to add traits. You know, uh, Joe just showed us his DTP that has um, his trash vipers that I thought was really cool. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, it would be really cool for you guys to, like, if they leave a certain amount of reviews. Uh, or if they have a certain amount of upvotes on their reviews, they get like an SFT that they can put on their favorite um, uh, NFT yeah. that would show like, hey, I'm a yes. platinum yard, you know, reviewer or something like that. And that would be like really good. You know, people literally spend days on Reddit. They get paid nothing, yeah. but they want that social status of like, hey, mm -hmm. I am in this community. Like I, I'm a top dog. Mm -hmm. I want I want that social status. And it would be really Love cool it. just to have that yep. on like your DTP or, you know, your remnant or your cyber samurai or your D God, you know, it's like, that would be awesome. Have you guys talked with um, the raindrops crew at all or anything like that? We haven't spoken with the raindrops crew. So we didn't talk about it in the sense of being able to add it to your actual NFTs. And I love that. Um, we, we should bring our, our, our wake is his name. He, he's uh, he works also with uh, ATH labs. Um, and, you know, he'd be loving this. You should see his whiteboard for the gamification um, <laughs> and the things that he's done. I mean, he's he would be running with it right now. But, yeah, you know, I know Reddit has a similar model where, like, at a certain point, you get, like, rewarded kind of like a, a little character. And then you get, like, traits and things that you can buy with that token. Um, 
I'm not sure if it's actually an NFT or not that Reddit did. I'm not that involved in the Reddit community anymore. I, I was, you know, back when I was trading DeFi a little more. Um, right. But we're going to likely do something very similar to that. Uh, at first, it's going to be badges and roles and earning that, you know, utility yeah. token and like, and, and the projects can also ask, you know, like request, you know, quests sort of thing. So like leave a review, you earn this amount, you know, retweet it, you earn this amount, buy an NFT, you earn this amount. Um, mm -hmm. So like different things that the projects can customize to, to mm -hmm. reward people who are interacting with their profile as yeah. well. Um, but I do love that, that if your badge or whatever you earn or whatever token or whether it's even a, an NFT of some kind can be embedded to another NFT that is your actual PFP. Um, love that idea. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. there's definitely potential there. And I think the social game theory is just so fun to me. Like, I think it is one of the most, you know, we talk about community as like a pillar of NFTs. And I do think it is. And I think people yeah. undervalue it tremendously. Yeah. And having just like a simple at a glance little badge or something wow. like that goes so far in like establishing credibility. And, and that can be such a huge incentive for some people. Some people would even buy that, right? You know, so it's like, hey, I want I want that panda that has, you know, like a sheriff star that says, you know, yours best reviewer or something like that. Like, who doesn't? Uh, it would be sick. So um, yeah, Dorian, go ahead. Yeah, no, Bison, you hit uh, the nail on the head as always, dog. <laughs> you always have great takes uh, regarding how like these little traits or sh stuff show status in uh um, knowledge in an ecosystem. We see this all the time, regardless if it's justified or not. If somebody has a board eight PFP, they automatically get a certain amount of respect, even if it's probably undeserved. Cause like, just cause you have a board eight doesn't mean you have hot takes all the time. But, uh, regardless, it's, it's a great thing that I, uh, something I'm super excited for yours to implement. One question I did have about the platform, uh, Sorry, not a question that I had about for the platform, but a comment more so. It's like I've been on a lot of spaces recently and people have been talking about, hey, you really want to build out your own brand in the bear market. And I think yours uh, is an amazing opportunity for that. It's like we see people like Light, who's really established themselves as an amazing thread writer. Well, guess what? You can establish yourself as an amazing review writer on yours. And not only do you do threads, but you also write reviews on this platform. So it'll help bring more credibility to you and getting those quickly identifiable, I don't know, traits or status symbols within the platform will help with your personal brand throughout the Solana NFT ecosystem. Yeah. yeah, I think both for users and for analysts, like that was kind of our pitch for these analysts. You know, they're they're already doing this in the space it is a very selective, you know, uh, hands-on approach for how we've identified our analysts. We, you know, see the content that they've put out there, the following that they've made, even for some of them are like cult followings and less than a thousand followers, but they just write, you know, incredible content. And we've identified that we, you know, have interviews with them, review all of their materials, and then, you know, discuss at length what it is, you know, like they're trying to build themselves and why they're doing it. Um, and yeah, right now we're at like 16 analysts, I believe, um, but we want that to be a platform for them to build their brand and do what they're doing because yeah, like, you know, the, the current outlets don't do them any favors. Um, and there's no place, you know, like these analysts right now, their trend is to write a thread of their threads. And it's like, how backwards is that? How can I not go and get everything you've done in one place easily? And like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go to like, you know, mostly like some of them do have, you know, like link trees with like these different things, but like, why isn't there like a, like the same resource across the board for all of these people to find their content. And I can, you know, then follow this follower, follow this analyst, um, you know, whether on Twitter or whether on Yord um, and get like pinged when they leave a new review and things like that. Um, but also for the, the community as well, we, we fully plan on, you know, 
identifying prospective analysts that way. I mean, that's the Yelp business model. They, mm-hmm. they don't care about the daily reviewers because I don't know about you. Like, I'm not sure I've ever left a Yelp review, but I go to Yelp yeah. all the time. I use Google reviews all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use, you know, like all those platforms all the time. I'm not a big reviewer, um, but, and I don't think that, and not, I think the vast majority of people are not. So they reward those individuals who are those very active and you'll see them as like certified Yelpers and all of that. It's a little different than having like hired analysts. They've identified them in the community. So we're going to be doing both. We're going to have our hired analysts and then we're going to identify those individuals and give them those tags of like, you know, top tier reviewer or gold star Yorder, whatever it is, and probably bring on some of those as analysts as well and make that known that, you know, if the community truly finds what you're doing valuable and you're an active participant, you know, there's an opportunity there for you to have that role as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Joe, I, I want to kick it over to you to see if you have any questions real quick um, or comments about what, uh, what Mike was saying. No, the only thing I have to comment on is just to make everything very one click accessible. Like you, you plan to do yeah. buy straight to hyperspace, you know, aggregated the API and then discord, Twitter, website have that one click like i'm sure you guys already have and are going well so yeah that one click is really important for yeah. onboarding. i think a lot of people get stressed out they have to do anything multiple times or this and that mm-hmm. so no you man I'm, I, this is super awesome i love projects that create net positives man right i love hello moon i could see this being in tangent to an, an, an investor's early morning right you, you have both tabs open right you have a social and an analytic almost component mm-hmm. both for, for a trader and for an mm-hmm. investor so I love it, man. I think there is a spot that you fit very well into this ecosystem. I, I think you have like a jigsaw piece that's coming right in. You're going to fit very well. And I hope people do see the benefit of, of providing a, you know, a claim to your to your project mm-hmm. in, in your ecosystem. So, yeah, man, I, I hope the best for you guys. And I'm a supporter for sure. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I, I feel like when I have these conversations, people end up like seeing the vision that way. And then that's what we're trying to do. And Unfortunately, there's there's not really a way to do that other than the organic marketing right now, yeah. you know, because yeah. they, you know, like you can hear like, oh, Yelp for NFTs or Yelp for Web3 or Rotten Tomatoes. And like, you're like, OK, cool. Like that, that that's needed. But to truly have that feeling like Joe just said and like, like getting to speak with them, getting to use the platform or see it and understand it, mm-hmm. then it clicks. It's like, well, like this is this can be this. And, and, and that's what it's going to be. I mean, we're that's that's our mission. Like and that's. I, I know what it's going to be and I'm not going to stop till it is. Right. And yeah. that makes sense to me. And no, I, I do want to touch base on some, some of these comments that we have in YouTube that I think are interesting. Um, Schmokey McRect, the goat says, be interesting to see uh, analysis and reviews from the rare flood crew on your, so that does bring up a good point. Like it would be nice to have a following tab almost where we can see like, you know, if, if Dorian, uh, Joe and myself, you know, I'll create tabs if we can like follow those reviewers or analysts and then like have a feed of what they've been re- reviewing lately and be like, yeah. oh, wow, that is that's super interesting. You know, just a nice quick snapshot of, of who I respect in the industry and be able to follow them. So is that something that, you know, like the social aspect of, of creating a profile that's followable by other people? Is that something that's on your radar? And then it's 100 percent on our radar. You know, um, one of the biggest things that I've learned, you know, I, I'm doing the YC startup school. I've been doing it since like January. And one of our advisors is, is a YC uh, alum. And he, you know, was basically like, get to market, get to market, get to market. Like every time I would call him, he's like, get to market, put it to market. It's ready. It's ready. It's ready. And I was like, it's not ready. So it's like, it's ready. It's been ready for weeks. Push it out. And 
you know, so we have already in our timeline phase two and phase three, and we're also like have our ears to the ground and, and listening to what users in the community are saying, what they want to see. And from our phase two and phase three, we're adjusting those things and saying like the community is asking for this now, or that needs to be moved up or it can be pushed back on the timeline. Mm -hmm. So yeah, following analysts, following other users uh, within the platform and being that part of your feed is absolutely on our radar is absolutely something that will be coming down the line. Um, when that happens, I'm not necessarily sure. There's a few other like integral aspects that have to happen before that. Um, but again, that's more of like a, when we get to larger scale and have larger user base, like right now it's easy to find those profiles of who you're looking for, but to be able to search by user and things like that, like, and tag them, flag them is like, okay, I want them in my feed or I want to be pinged when they leave a review, things of that nature. Yeah. We're working on all of that and it's all on like sort of our roadmap, but, um, when when those will be integrated um i can't necessarily say exactly yeah. yeah you don't need any more when people in this world so <laughs> you're good on that front you don't have it from us and i know it's it's uh you want to make sure that yeah you get it out to market but you get it out to market in an efficient way too like it, we know that there will always be some updates that you can do to stuff so um italian chef writes my only suggestion would be really focus on incentivizing reviewers, not just uh, reviews, but reaching certain yeah. standards, uh, such as length of review and holder versus non-holder biases. I think you actually do that a pretty good and efficient yeah. way in its current state. But I think when you have upvotes and downvotes, that's really going to help, you know, push the envelope of, hey, this is actually a really good review and push it to the top, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that's that's community-driven SEO almost, where you're, mm -hmm. you're pushing it to the top through upvotes and downvotes and, um, you know, I think that is the incentive. So that's, it, it is kind of a community driven way of showing those efficient, good, you know, has actual meat on the bones reviews versus just highlighting somebody who has like 500 reviews, right? Yeah. So, so I think there's a little bit of both. I think the, you know, we want to create, you know, an organic incentive to leaving reviews. I mean, I think there's, there's always this human element, this innate element that we have, especially when we're emotional about our bags because, you know, we're, we're financially tied to them. Right. That if someone yeah. says something you disagree with, you want to shout how wrong they are. And we see that in Twitter <laughs> and it's an echo chamber. And that's mm -hmm. why we see like the term like Karens exist and stuff like that because people think their opinions better and they do. They do to them and maybe they do to some people, um, but they want to hear their and see their opinions out there. So I think inherently there's automatically going to be people who are naturally incentivized to leave reviews because they disagree or you like, how dare you speak about my bag this way? Right. Um, then the yep. social gamification um, I think is going to bring another element of it to really incentivize them. Um, the only ways we are actually like, I, I don't want to be like a, a pay to review type platform. Um, mm -hmm. I want it to keep it more organic and like identify those people who are like the, the users it, the, the reviewers versus the users. Cause I think those are two different types of people yeah. on the platform. Yep. 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 Um, and then, you know, we are doing some with some of the premium projects because premium projects can get listed. And I think it's a great way for them to market. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a type of review that goes in, of course, premium, but we are working with a few to give away white lists to say like, Hey, go interact with their community, join their discord, get to know the team, check out the, the art and give us your premium thoughts and leave a review premium then after mint, come back and leave another review because right. you know, like your feelings will likely change after that. And we enable people to do that. So you'll see. So, like, yep. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, I, I love that you said that. And like this key fact section, um, maybe there could be like an area it's like pre mint and it's like all the information that's key to like before project mints. 
and then like a post thing where like a project's been around a lot longer. But yeah. I mean, I, I think that should be something later on. That's like something super minute, but you guys are like rocking it. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. So actually like that whole section is going to be deleted. Um, and the, um, all the sections below, I mean, it, you, we'll see it in the next few weeks. We're putting it totally outside of like some really core details that are required. Outside of that, it's up to the teams what they want to disclose and how they want to disclose it. Because like yeah. some of those things aren't applicable. Some of those yeah. things are. We'll give them like a, a framework of saying like, hey, this is like how you can, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to like Magic Eden's Launchpad and mm -hmm. looked at some of the projects. They, you know, in the content for them on their pages, there's a ton of information usually. And that's fully customizable by the projects. They get to put in how much information they want, whether about the team, whether about, you know, the the project, about their history, about the tokenomics, whatever it is. We're going to give the same kind of framework to these projects, but allow them to put whatever information that they want. I think a few of those key facts will always be there, but, yeah. you know, it's up to them to be as transparent as they want and up to the community to hold them accountable and say like, hey, these other projects have disclosed these other things. Why aren't you? Um, so I think you'll see that later. I think, yeah, like a, a lot of those key facts, you know, like mint date is always something that people are always looking for. And it's really hard to find. Yeah. Why is that hard to find? Um, I do think the whitelist parameters is something that's going to stay and be like required. Um, you know, I always like like the time frame to sell out. Not everyone cares about that, that metric. Um, I think that's always interesting, you know, to see, did it mm -hmm. sell out in a minute? Did it sell out over three months? Is it not sold out? Yeah. Is it still minting? Um, that, that's a huge important metric that like for a lot of projects, I know a lot of these projects are launching secondary collections, but their primary collection still took three months to mint out. Like why are you minting a second one dog when you were struggling <laughs> on the first one? Right. So yes, that's important. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I think when, when you see that we're, we're putting it more in the project's hands to be able to tell their story um, and tell their facts, their histories, because like some of them don't have tokenomics, some of them don't have DAOs, or you know, you know, don't disclose their team members as much. And you know, like it's up to us as consumers to say, like, hey, we want more information. So, um, you know, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. And we got a lot of that similar feedback, Dorian, from from users um, saying like, this is great, but you know, not maybe not necessary. Some of it. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I think we, we've we've heard a lot of that, and uh, the next iteration. I think you guys will be pleasantly surprised, but I do see what Italian chef is saying as a follow-up to his question. Um, we don't want to incentivize good reviews or bad reviews. We want to incentivize reviews, like have people like, I want the full spectrum. You know, there was right. one com potential yep. competitor yep. that was, you know, out there that's saying like, was going to do a review to earn platform and reward people for giving reviews within a certain bandwidth, like average of the, you know, like within a certain average that is against what a review platform is. I want you to, I want the Futters and the Shillers to leave reviews and everyone in between and then put it in the user's hands to be able to filter through that and identify the signal from the noise. Yep. Yeah. No, this, I'm, look, I, I think you're doing an incredible job of, of right. maintaining a neutral bias, which I think is so vital. I mean, that has to be the core essence of a, a review platform like this. It's not skew one way or the other. It's why Twitter's gone under flack is like, you know they're they're censoring one side versus another and and we we can't do that if we're going to move through to like an actual web3 future so i think you're doing a really good job of of maintaining neutrality which is refreshing we always try to that's why we call rare fud is like we don't ever want to sit here and just like absolutely dunk on people 
uh, unless it completely warrants it. And yeah. uh, we also don't want to just sit here and shill our bags either. Like we like to give thoughtful analysis. So it's nice to see a platform that is also striving to do the same thing yep. and incentivize people along the way too, because there is, you know, in web three, it's like this ethos of I should be incentivized for everything I do, which, um, you know, like doesn't always apply. Like there's some stuff that you should just do because it's the right thing to do or something like that. And like, if you get, you know, the incentive is maybe not so apparent down like right now, but uh, in the future, when this is like mm -hmm. a million uh, user base or something like that, people look yep. up to you and you get opportunities galore because you were like, Hey, I'm, I'm a level-headed analysis. Like yep. or, you know, I was giving a level-headed analysis throughout the entire time. And this is opening up doors for me. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that, especially in a fast paced environment like web three so um dude i i actually really love the platform i'm excited to see the future of of what's coming with it i know you guys actually have like a really good team and i'm i you know i like seeing a company grow right i think you're doing all the right steps to grow your user base which like let's be honest that that is how tech grows right you have to grow the user base and integrating with some of these these marketplaces and stuff is going to be huge i think um, for social sentiment and, and just provide like a clear analysis. I do like the idea that you're, um, try, you know, looking into integrating, uh, like discord announcement. Like if they, if you had like the latest three discord announcements at like the top of the page or something like that, yeah, that dude. would save me so much time. Like I would use this as uh, my hub, right? So it's, I, I think that's one of the, the goals with some of these, like your is on the social sentiment side, but, um, we want the dashboard. We want the hub where we can just have like an at a glance view. And if we need more information, we just click something, right? Um, yep, exactly. Yeah, no, and you know that that's definitely one that's uh, tough because you know each project treats their Discord differently, and like their announcement channels sometimes, you know, a text channel. Oh my, yeah. it's annoying. It's the worst, <laughs> dude. <laughs> exactly. You know, like and like I don't need to have notifications on for your announcement channel, mm -hmm. even though that's supposed to be where I'm supposed to get your announcements from. And like, then mm -hmm. now you see people who have, you know, like core announcements and like secondary announcements and like, you know, yeah. phone announcements and tweets. And like, so identifying, like we can, we can always allow them to choose which channel that is in the feed, but there are some um, uh, resources that are coming out that are really, they're a little more manual right now that are synthesizing actually the content from those discord channels and saying like, okay, these are the most important discord, you know, announcements in the past week from this project. Um, so whether we, you know, integrate the discord API, it just might be too much content or work with one of those partners to help right. us, you know, build that as they automate it. Cause right now, most of those are manual just because it's, it's a little sticky, you know, with, because it's not just like, okay, here's your Twitter feed and just going to plug that in. Um, so, uh, I think we'll have an answer to that soon. Uh, but, uh, right now we'll, we probably just the workaround be just saying like, Hey, which channel do you want us to be pulling from? and allowing that to be the feed. Yeah, it's so easy to get information overload on some of these things too. Like you don't, you wanna add the right stuff, not too much stuff, right? Cause then it becomes overbearing. And then it's like, well, I'm just drinking from a water hose here too. You know, like yep. it, it's yep. it's too much. So um, yeah, no, you guys have what I consider like a really good, um, like a really good start and already have progressed like a, a significant amount of what kind of information you're presenting and in a meaningful way. So it's going to be exciting to see, man, Mike, um, before we get into um, some of the market talk and stuff like that, is there anything else that we should know? Any other questions you'd like to address or anything like that? I know Schmokey was ask, asking when your uh, merch, which 
um, <laughs> would be cool. I, you know, I, I, I do the Yord logo is clean. It does, you know, it looks like um, something that represents Solana. And then my, my guess, my other question that I totally glanced over was when other blockchains too, you know? Oh, great. Yeah. Question. So, um, you know, I, I think it's just coincidental that, you know, the colors are somewhat like Solana. Um, you know, our goal is to be a cross-chain platform, you know, uh, that you can get, you know, that information, whether it's about NFTs, Web3 resources from any blockchain, what, you know, marketplaces, dApps, soft, you know, protocols, all of that. Um, so right now, while we're in beta, since my roots are just deeper, my connections are just deeper in Solana, um, it made more sense for us to build here. I was on a space this morning with a bunch of Aptos projects because, you know, the core team at Aptos like reached out to us and saying like they were intrigued, wanted to have, you know, the NFTs listed because mm -hmm. um, like NFTs projects were popping up that were saying they were going to be built on Aptos before Aptos was even like anywhere close <laughs> to being ready. Um, and, you know, I know like Bala really well, who's building on Near, and, you know, we'll integrate from a Koba marketplace and stuff from Near. Um, and we're ready on the back end to connect some of those projects. And I think we've connected one or two Ethereum projects that, you know, relate to uh, Solana projects, but the biggest hurdle right now, we're, we're addressing one hurdle, which is, you know, I don't know about what wallet you connected with Bison, but it was probably a burner. So the, the one feature that we haven't integrated yet, and it's a manual workaround is for people when they're filling out a review, they identify their status with the project, whether they're a holder, non-holder, former holder. Yep. And right now that's just a manual click. So, mm -hmm. you know, you can say whatever you are what we want and what we have the, it built out for, but it wouldn't work in this sense right now is that when you hit, okay, I'm a holder, or I'm a former holder. It gives you a stamp of approval. It's kind of like Yelp does. If you left a, if you did a reservation through Yelp, it will say, you know, certified, you know, went to this restaurant, or if you bought tickets to Rotten Tomatoes, it would say certified movie watcher, whatever it is next to your review. So the problem is, is, you know, if you connect with a burner, it's not going to see what's in your wallet. Had a call with Matrica actually yesterday, and they're actually launching a, a single sign-on uh, option that you know it can be integrated to our platform, and we're going to be one of their beta testers for it. Where you say like, okay, I want to link Matrica, and all of your wallets that are linked are then connected to whichever wallet you linked to your. So then when you click, okay, I'm a holder, it'll check all of your wallets that are in your Matrica even though those wallets aren't connected to Yord um, and we'll search them as to whether you're a holder or a former holder and give that stamp of approval. Gotcha. So that's great for Solana. The yeah. question becomes, okay, now when we go cross chain, right. we need every individual user to be able to connect all of their wallets to their one account. Um, there are a few wallet aggregators that are doing similar things. There are a couple workarounds that we could do to allow you to just manually. And then when you go in to a review, you click which wallet, you know, you, you are using to leave that review. Um, but right now we want to kind of perfect the Solana product. It just makes a little more sense. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so when we get out of beta, hopefully we'll be in a place where we can fully go cross chain. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's exciting, man. And it is one of those dilemmas that you don't really think about it too much, but it is one of those things that like one of the key things about web three is verifiable, right? And you know, it's, it's hard integrating, a cross chain future when we're spread across, you know, infinite amount of wallets these days. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, that's a good, good point there, Mike. Um, yeah, I'm going to let you show anything right now, anything we should know, anything we didn't discuss, uh, discuss, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit about projects. We like doing a little alpha corner to end the, the 
um, episode and then we'll sign off. Sure. No, I mean, you know, we love the support, you know, love from you guys love, love this show, love the questions um, and, and just like, you know, getting to know the platform like alive on air right now. Um, would love for you guys, if you guys want the alpha, like follow the account, your, your underscore wiki, go check out the website, your dot wiki. It's live right now. Go leave a review. Let us know how you feel, you know, tweet about it or DM me Basquire or DM the project. Those DMs are open. We are opening up a public discord probably in the next week or two, uh, because we've heard that feedback that people want a place to be able to interact with other users, uh, ask questions, submit support tickets, things like that. Um, it's not going to be like a typical discord. It's going to be more of like a business focused discord. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we've, we've heard that we've heard that request and we're, we're putting that together. So you'll see that in the coming days. And yeah, if anyone has any questions, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm always here, always taking, I feel like I'm on calls and things spaces all day just because people want to talk about it. Um, and, and it's, become you know not just a passion like a baby of mine so uh really really you know anyone anyone interested in it i'm, I'm available to uh answer questions awesome awesome, awesome. well yeah mike seriously we appreciate your time um let's go right. into a little bit of an alpha corner guys um joe at any closing remarks for mike before we get into this show i, I know you're uh you're you're kind of silent over there Absolutely not, man. I, you know, I'll interject if I have something to say. No, everything's good to go, brother. Appreciate okay. you. Yeah, I just want to make sure. Um, all right, Alpha Corner. Guys, I want to hear your thoughts. Mike, we're going to go with you first. I kind of want to just talk about any projects you're looking at. I know you have a pinned tweet on your Twitter where you basically said, like, hey, I, I'm, I'm selling it. I'm full-blown Yord, which I think is super admirable. Like, you know, I, I respect that ethos so much. It's like, bet big on yourself. Like, yep. if you're betting big on somebody else, and you're a founder, what are you doing, right? Um, yeah. But is there any project that's like catching your eye right now that you're like, huh, this could be interesting? You know, I think right now it's like, you don't want to take a trader's mindset because you're trading lunch money. We always, we've been saying it over the past few weeks, like well, you're, you're scalping for a soul and soul's worth what, 30 bucks? You know, it's <laughs> like to some people that's a lot, but you know, for a lot of us, it's like, bro, we were trading, we were literally giving up, you know, 5% of royalties oh. at $250 soul. Um, yeah. you know, this is nothing compared to that. So mm -hmm. I kind of just want your opinion on stuff that you see for the long term. Is there anything that's catching your eye right now? Um, you know, I, I still hold my ute. you know, I'm going to hold that. Mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, we've learned our lesson not to fade Frank. Um, <laughs> you ain't never lied, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, like, I think, you know, you can hate him for certain decisions. You can hate him for taking the money. You can hate him for whatever delaying and all of this. He's running one of the biggest projects in this space. He's going to make mistakes. He's young 20s. God God bless him that he can handle this. Like, you know, so I'm not going to fade him on that. I faded D-Gods. That was a big mistake. Um, so I'm, I'm going to hold that, see where that goes. Uh, I'm a Bungel Maxi. I've known the man since before he was not Bungel. Me and him go way back. We met in New York. He's going to do something incredible with Lily. I'm, I'm really excited to see it. He is probably the hardest worker I've met in this space, uh, you know, I think Frank has a different type of hustle, but I think Bungel is just different mentality. Um, really excited to see that. Uh, a couple other bigger things, like everyone's talking about backpack that, you know, that's going to be awesome. Uh, Cupcake looks legit. Um, but, uh, and then I hold my, my OGs. Like I, I'll always hold a Thugbird. That's how I really entered this space. You know, I, I you know, before I was Basquire, I was GC Birdman. Like that was, I wrote that. Call. Um, <laughs> so call, call, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't know if they'll ever come back, but you know, I'm still going to hold them. Uh, Atadia, I think, you know, like things that are building, like, and actually like staying through this and still building still there. Um, 
I'm bullish on those. I'm, I'm, I'm bullish on this ecosystem. I'm still here. I'm still a believer. So right. people are actually building. I'm following yep. them. Might not be still holding them because, you know, it's going to this. But uh, and anything new, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, Planosaurus looks cool. You know, yep. I, I think, you know, they're, they're cool. But, you know, I, I don't know what what else is going on, you know, besides that. Like, you know, um, you know, the, the hype meta is kind of tough because no one's really hyped up right now. Right. <laughs> Right. No, you're, yeah, I, I think those are great projects. No, I would, I would really endorse I just about all those, you know, um, Thugbirds is one of those pieces that like, it's, it's an OG piece, dude. Like yeah. it was wrapped so hard. Who was it? Was it Young Thug that bought a Thugbird or? Uh, yeah. A bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I, them, yeah. Uh, those were good days then. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> like, Thank you back. We'll, yeah, we'll get we'll get back there at some point. It's just whether it's going to be next month or next year or next decade. I don't know what it looks like, but um, you know, I, I still am bullish on this ecosystem as well. Uh, and I think those are all great projects. Joe, want to kick it over to you. Anything you're looking at right now that the people should be uh, alerted to? Uh, just know positioning yourself for some retracements here. You know, BTC loses that 19.2 on a daily. We're probably looking 18.6, then 17.5 yeah. to 17.1. And then you know, for soul, same thing, right? So, like, I'm not saying for sure, but just always have some liquidity and uh, be ready to uh, capture some of that blood if possible. You know, like you'll look, you're looking at man, 500 bucks will get you damn 18 soul coming up soon. You know, and like you gotta start thinking like, all right, then I can invest that back into a blue chip, then compound any potential losses back into gains when it comes back around. And uh, you know, so just just look for positions of strength right now while everyone else is kind of getting a little bit antsy and scared so capitulation oh baby it smells so good um yeah dorian what are you what are you looking at right now is there anything yeah dog, first of all joe don't be talking about no more retracements dog how much <laughs> lower can we go your boy is down bad i don't need no more retracements in my life but while there are retracements right now there's a ton of good projects out there that are i think significantly undervalued I'm going to top off, start off with Nekozuma. Jet's a beast. Dude's constant doing spaces seven days a week, man. Um, once again, as we've seen in this space, Twitter really values those who have a constant social presence. Jet's one of them. So I've been constantly picking up Nekozuma just because whenever the bull market does come back around and some optimism does, I think his spaces are really going to take off and that project's going to be rewarded for it. Another one, obviously, Cyber Samurai. That one's criminally lower, too, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, I work on it, but we got a whole bunch of stuff coming. I think our floor is so low just because of the market sentiment. While we can't do anything about people listening, we can give them a reason to want to buy. And that's why we got so many announcements coming that we're going to probably see a lot of positive price action in that, which I'm super excited for. GM's another one. John Lay has said after Lisbon, he's going to make an announcement about GM. Yo, these things sitting at seven soul, uh, I think is a steal. Even if you're looking for a quick trade, I think they could potentially do a 2x whenever that announcement runs up. Another great play. But uh, yeah, I'm sure I could keep rambling on. But yeah, those are, oh yeah, Du Bois. How could, Du Bois and Du Bobos. Um, I'm not a big sports gambler myself, but their um, platform is amazing according to Bison. <laughs> I think you can speak more on those. But yeah, those are just a couple of things I'm looking at. Yeah, Du Bois is sick, dude. I, I thought they were the stupidest thing when I saw them pop up on mm -hmm. Path Protocol. I was like, what is this stupid what the heck is looking this? art? And uh, I am I like gambling. I like sports gambling um, or sports betting, I should say. And and uh, look, I've used some of the other stuff like pool props and, and bet three is cool because they aggregated into a pool. Um, but 
it is nice having like a semi-decentralized platform where I can actually put up a parlay. Um, the odds are a little bit better than my normal book. I wish I can buy some points, but you know, I think those things will happen down the road. And they're at point six soul. Like that is literally I spent more on dinner the other night. You know what I mean? Like that's that is nothing. So they go to zero, whatever. I'm looking for low risk plays right now. And um, apparently they have rev share too, which you know, everybody's talking about, you know, we got to set up a business and rev share. And, you know, I don't know. I, I definitely think that's the projects that are going to have some more runway, but um, look, you can't really beat a, a sports book, especially when everybody's uh, bored. We saw it in the last boredom yeah. meta where people yeah. were flipping coins and stuff like that on DJ and coin flip. And yeah. um, they were paying out hand soul over crash. fist. So yeah. Oh dude. Soul crash was another big one. So yeah. Uh, DJ going to DJ. Um, but no, I'm I'm in the same boat. I, I really don't think there's any more plays. I, I would kind of agree with Joe that right now I'm just waiting for the bleeding to stop. I, I don't want to be the one who's catching knives on some of these projects. Would rather be the one that, you know, watches watches some metrics start pumping up again. We sort out these royalties, shenanigans, marketplaces stop um, putting up their, their punching gloves and everything like that. And we kind of see some some slow, you know, just like breathing space down at the bottom um, before I take any more positions. So right now just chilling i do think there's some undervalued projects if you want to if you're like hey you know do you not buying d gods at 600 anymore they're 270 you know tios 130 um mm -hmm. these are all like if you want to load up long-term bags those are the ones that are probably you know not financial advice going to be the ones that last so yeah. um i think right now if you're looking to pack long-term bags this is this is probably a good time to do so but i'm just waiting for for knives to stop falling on these Agreed. charts but um Agreed. Guys, great episode. Mike, I dude, I, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for what you're doing for the ecosystem yeah, and the team you're building out and the platform. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, you know, the positive platform that you're trying to build out. Uh, it it's awesome. I I left a review. I'm gonna be leaving more Yord reviews, uh, trying to front run everybody and get that uh nice badge whenever it does come or whatever it looks like and uh build up my Yord cred. So dude, awesome. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you guys for having me. Love the conversation, love just like picking it apart and obviously love talking about it. Uh, love educating people on it. So they get just awareness that it exists, that it's, it's a resource that's coming. It's not, it's not hundred percent there yet, but it's, it's there and, and can start being used and start being a benefit. Um, but yeah, if you have any projects also that you want to see listed, let me know, you know, shoot us a DM or shoot us a tweet and just say like, Hey, want to see this project? We want to see a project claim the profile. You know, we send up sometimes tweets, you know, always always happy to do that always happy to like get the community involved in those ways so let us know absolutely um yeah thank you so much for your time thank you guys for watching Thanks, another episode of rare fud radio uh, this is episode 21 reminder we yeah. do have a space tomorrow friday at noon we always have our friday space um we'll be talking about the market and everything in between uh over there so make sure you catch us out uh on the rare fud radio account and then follow all of our socials. We do have all of this available on your podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We have it available on Twitter. We have it available on YouTube. It, wherever you are looking, we got the content. So thank you guys so much for watching and supporting as always. Thank you, Mike, for your time. And thank you, boys, for yours as well. We'll catch yeah, you on the next episode of Rare Fud Radio, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll see you next week.